0: Hello, and welcome to the Music Teacher Coffee Talk podcast. I'm Carrie
1: And I'm Tanya. We are both elementary music teachers who love to talk shop, preferably over a steaming cup of coffee. This is episode number 40.
0: Today, we're talking about preparing for summer learning. We'll also share a work smarter, not harder teacher tip.
1: And in our CODA section, we'll give some specific recommendations of our favorite things in and out of the music room.
0: So grab your beverage
1: of choice, and let's get started. where we talk about our highs and lows it's our actual last official high and low from the classroom yeah for the 2019 2020 school year
0: yeah yeah to we're date done. ourselves
1: we're, we're done with that but you know if you're listening way like, in the future there's still lots of valuable stuff
0: well right <laughs> let's
1: hope so let's hope All right. so tell us about your high, your low, what is... Well,
0: I've got got? a low. It's just, it's a silly thing. I mean, I will say general high is, you know, yay, school's done. Not that I don't love my students, but um, it's time for this year to be done. It's been a challenging year.
1: Cue the Alice Cooper. So,
0: yeah. So, in my school, because we are a K-6 school, we do continuation ceremonies for both kindergarten and sixth grade.
1: Because, of course. Yes,
0: and I'm asked to help with music for both kindergarten and sixth grade. And um, I think I've mentioned this a few times throughout the year that I have a particularly, mm, what would the word be? cantankerous is that a word challenging challenging group of sixth graders. not anymore you don't nope my <laughs> kids no I mean and that's the whole thing is like all along we've been saying there are some really amazing I mean of course there are some amazing kiddos but there's just there have been some really challenging personalities the
1: students who need the most love show it in the most unloving this ways. is
0: so true thank you for helping me reflect on that Tanya. <laughs> Now and so when I was asked, like, hey, what do you think about, you know, having the kids sing for for continuation, I just said, you know, I I would love to support it, I would love to help it, but I can't be the one to initiate it, because it's kind of one of those conversations where if I tell the kids, hey kids, we're going to sing for continuation, it's going to be like mutiny like So they're... what's the
1: idea? You wait for them to bring so it no, up? So no, my
0: idea was that the classroom teachers would talk to the kids about it. That the kids maybe would they'd kinda... have more buy-in. Because, yeah, I wanted it to come from them. So what ended up happening was, you know, I had a strong group of kids who wanted to sing. About half of the kids wanted to sing. And that was great. great yeah. That was fine. So they chose uh, Blackbird by the Beatles Aww. because the one particular classroom that was kind of like their their theme song, mm-hmm. all about taking their broken wings and learning to fly, all the challenges in their life that make them feel broken, being able to fly and being able to rise and, and go off. And it was very lovely. So um, I found uh, a karaoke of it on Spotify. I have a Spotify subscription, which is like the best thing ever, right? Because they have everything. And yeah. I found it in a higher key. So I was really excited excited about it, but it changed, like, the order of the verses and the little bridge in the middle, so there ended up being kind of this long, awkward... Part where the kids weren't singing and it was just the acoustic guitar right, and like right. the little Tweety Bird moments But it's even longer than like the typical Beatles and you didn't version. want to do
1: shadow puppets behind a screen Well,
0: no, so my idea was I was like, okay What if we had the kids hold up like signs with like just like one graphic like positive word like fly Arise, oh, nice. you yeah. know, like strong, you know, whatever words we felt would be representative of what they were trying to say and have like four or five kids just kind of slowly hold up a sign one at a time you know during this part so we're practicing continuation was on a Wednesday so we're practicing on Monday before then and I said okay I will make the signs and I'll have those ready to go well, guess what?
1: You forgot to make the signs.
0: <laughs> so literally, I mean, it's just like then the week was a blur. We had a ton of stuff going on that week, as it always is. But did you so, remember
1: before you were standing oh, in no. front of them?
0: Oh <gasps> no! No, that's the best
1: part. Oh no! So here
0: we are at the high school. It's at that that we go to for our, our continuation, and I'm directing the kids, and it gets to that part, and I kind of look at like a few of my ringer kids, and I kind of mouth the words, "Where are the signs?" <gasps> and they kind of looked at me, and I went oops sorry guys and I'm like whispering this you know to the parents and I said just smile just smile and they did they just stood there and they smiled and they were so sweet and then you know I said to one of the sixth grade teachers I totally forgot and she said me too I forgot to remind you and it was I mean it ended up being fine the parents were obviously none the wiser there was just this little awkward moment where the kids were kind of just standing there smiling and nothing was happening but positive, they sang really, really well, nice. and I felt like with the majority of those kids, we ended, you know, on a, on a good note, on a high note, so to speak, right. but um, oops on my part because I said I was going to do something and I didn't do it, and it was my idea to do it. Like, it was oh, one wow. of those big, you know, brain fart moments. What but. a
1: great idea for next time
0: right yeah but we can't do it again next year we'll have to do a different song okay with signs (laughs) that i'll make way ahead of time
1: now make them now
0: right yeah so that was my low note just me being a dingbat oh you know it's the end of the year i blame it on
1: that it's all good how
0: about you tanya end of the year high or low um
1: i'm gonna go could go either either way always but i'm gonna go with um high. So I finally got the gumption up to do the escape room thing. Thank you, Carrie. You're Cause, welcome. Because, like, I, the, the thing that we have on IGTV, on our Instagram account, that Carrie put together so well um, about her escape room, I, I watched that, like, a couple times. I pretty <laughs> much copied it and did nice. my own escape room with fifth graders and fourth graders. Um, and it went really well, but it was a lot of prep, but it was kind of fun. Yeah. I, I mean, you know. Because I, I made some videos, it's very it was very reliant on um, some iPads and some yeah. technology, which is fine because I had them. Because uh, me and the art teachers share like ten iPads, so that was good. Um, after I did it the first day, um, it it turned out that I had to do a double class, so two fifth grade classes at once because. There was something going on in the gym and i had missed this class because they were practicing for their continuation anyway so i was trying to see this class for the last time and the pe teacher didn't have a place to take them because the weather was really rainy and dreary and so i said okay we can just I'll, I'll do the we'll do the escape room with two classes at once yeah so i doubled all Thank goodness I had all the technology. Wow. I doubled all of the stations. And also, thankfully, um, when I was creating stuff like little rhythm cards that they had to fit together mm-hmm. to spell out a letter that you see with the black light. When I was creating all that stuff, I'd made two sets. Right. Just because I, I did that. When That's I, a good work smarter, not
0: harder teacher tip right there. Oh, shoot. Save that one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway,
1: so I just had already made two sets. And uh, that was great because I just needed to find the room. Like, I was just scampering around finding, like, odd desks to put things on, you know. Um, And I tried to make it very clear, like, okay... If you're going to name that tune. So I also ended up like labeling all the stations. Right. So I say, if you go to name that tune with the green neon sign that says name that tune, you don't have to go to the other station that says name (laughs) Name that that tune tune in the green neon sign. (laughs) I made sure my signs, same color, same letter, like all of that. And still, I was very illuminating to um, (laughs) (laughs) this idea that I just love of let them figure it out. And they'll be able to figure it out. Not sometimes so much. Yes,
0: sometimes no. It
1: depended on the group. <laughs> yeah, and I was especially with the fourth graders. It was a little, well, that was kind of a low. <laughs> I well,
0: mean, you're brave to do it with fourth grade. I I wasn't brave enough to do one with fourth grade this year. Well,
1: yeah, I mean they just needed a little push. Yeah. Right. So it would it was a little um, surprising when they would get to a station and there's like an iPad there that I put a sticker on that says "Watch me." And they don't. And they don't. They just, like, try to figure out, I don't know, they're, like, yeah. looking under the table. And I'm, like, well. So <laughs> I tried to make it very clear. Every station you go to, everything that's there, you'll probably use. Right. Like, if, there's, there a, a if there's a page that has some kind of code on it, I bet you'll use it. Yeah. Anyway. But it <laughs> overall, it went very well. Okay. Even with the double class. Even when my PE teacher, who was supposed to be in the room with me when the class started, wasn't able to do that because, of course, they were having mic problems in the gym. So she was trying to help them because, yeah. she, you know, she was grabbed by other people of to course. help out. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to do this. all Okay, fine. We're just going to go. We go. And everybody's, you know, you know that feeling when you've got like 20 people asking you questions all at the same time? Yeah. Yeah, it was a little bit like that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> then That's it all, okay. once they were all occupied and like had it figured out. And they all um, escaped? Uh, yes. Some with only, like, two minutes to spare. Isn't
0: that funny? Yeah. It, it's funny it's and a little sad. It stresses me out it more than it me probably out too Because they're
1: like, have. we escaped, and we don't get to do the thing. I was like, hey, no, you dude, have you time. took the time. I don't <laughs> Sorry, know what to Charlie. tell you. Yeah.
0: Oh, I will say a funny story about I did an end-of-the-year escape room with my fifth graders as well. And um, I had talked to my librarian about having them escape to the library with iPads and just hang out there. And he was going to be in there, but they were just going to hang out there, and he was just going to be a person with eyeballs who could watch them. Right. Well, meantime, while they're working on the escape room, little did I know that our special ed staff had talked to him about using the library for testing, and he forgot to come and tell me. So literally, like two groups of fifth graders escape, and they're so loud because they were so excited, which was awesome, and they all go busting into the library, and they were trying to finish up some Aww. end of the year of testing, and then the special ed teachers came in, and they're like, what are you doing? Stop it. And I was like, I didn't know. I'm so sorry. So I felt horrible. So yeah, if you're going to have them escape, make sure you triple check where you're going to have yeah. them escape to because that, I felt really bad, but uh, it wasn't uh, my fault, but it yeah. just happened we just go on. I'm glad it went well, though. Yes,
1: thank you so much. Sure.
0: So now it is time for our main theme, and today we are going to talk about How to get ready for summer learning. Preparing for summer learning. Yeah, so specifically anyone who is going to be taking any levels courses, whether that's Kodai, ORF, DelCros, Music Learning Theory, whatever, summer course. Now, for full transparency, we should say that... Tanya and I are especially gonna come at this from the Kodai lens. Yeah, because that's the training that we've had and now Tanya. Most is familiar teaching.
1: with and, and Carrie one,
0: I'm helping is an
1: integral part.
0: I'm assisting of
1: Colorado Kodai Institute. Well
0: thanks. Um neither of us have had an ORF level, but we have many friends who have, so we I, yes. can share some things that we know about that. I have taken some Del Crows training, mm-hmm. a s- tiny smidge. But really, we just want to be transparent that we're really coming at this mostly from the code I love. Right, So when but, you're
1: talking about summer professional development, I think that there's some things that,
0: I mean... Most of it's going to translate to
1: all of A it. lot of it's going to translate. Yeah, yep.
0: there are things that are specific to each course, but really, these are tips, hopefully, that you can take with whatever learning you plan on doing. Exactly. All right. All right. So we uh we put a request for questions out there to Facebook and Instagram and we got a few questions. We so did. we're just gonna go through those first and try to answer those as best as we can. Yes. And then maybe we'll just add a few more ideas and tips and tricks exactly. for summer learning. Yes. All right. All right. So these questions came to us from Katie Casey on Facebook. I hope she doesn't mind that we're sharing that. Katie is going to be taking her, I believe, level one. Yeah. With I some summer. of her other
1: teacher uh Peers in her
0: in her district. In her district, kind is of going so through fun. it together. That's so smart. So maybe that's a really good tip right there. Is you know get get to know your cohort. If you oh, don't gonna already save that know that
1: for later, them, but yeah,
0: we can say it now because Katie's already got a leg up because mm-hmm. she knows the people. I, when I took my level one, I didn't know a single soul when I walked into the room. Nor did I. Um, but my goodness, I sat right next to Becca Dellinger, and within thirty seconds, we were we were fast we friends. We love you, Becca. I know, and you. so I was just happy that. That I was able to go through that Kodai journey. And, I mean, it's true that I think of of any levels course you take. But these people really become your family in a Mm -hmm. way that any other course I've ever taken in my life. Well, my level
1: one (laughs) uh, teacher, Joe Kirk, that was one of the very first things she said to us. She said, look around the room. At these people, because you will get to know them well. Yeah. You will work together. You will suffer together. And I'm like, what is she talking about? Yeah. Um, and It's um, so true, though. Yeah. I, I I, know all, I still to this day, I know where all of my people that I took my levels with, I know where they are. Yeah. I'm still very good friends with many of them. That's awesome. There was only six of us, so.
0: I had a pretty good group. I want to say in our level one, we had like Thirteen, maybe when we started, so amount. there there was a lot of us. But it's definitely true that the the longer we stuck with it into level two and then to level three, I mean, yeah, those yeah. people really became. But let's get back rock. to Katie's oh, question. Yeah, okay,
1: so she asks: um, Besides the required materials, is there anything else that you recommend bringing? All right. So if you are coming to a Kodai, or actually any course where you're coming from out of state or you're staying near the university or the institute where you're taking the, the class, um, well, of course, you're gonna wanna bring your computer. Yeah. If you are able to have a, a printer, that might be handy.
0: Yeah, I would um, definitely say that's something that I know comes up in Colorado. Just know ahead of time what your printing capabilities are, because mm-hmm. if you're not a student of the university, you might not be able to use Then again, printers. Then
1: again, in the last because. few years, turning things in electronically has become um, a little more... uh, Well, I guess it depends on the thing. Yeah, it depends on where you're going also. I know that at Capital, that they do a lot of electronic um, song analysis stuff where they're using eye retrieval. Right. Right, but um, traditionally in most Kodai programs, if you're doing Kodai, uh, when you do your song analysis, you're going to be turning in hard copies. Yeah. So having a printer, um, boy, that is really
0: that's helpful. Fantastic and you can get like a little mini printer yeah. for not too much money, right? I bring a, a printer, inkjet.
1: and I, I I've spent a hundred bucks on it.
0: I think you can get them for even cheaper than that,
1: though. Well, cool.
0: So yeah, it's definitely worth asking you what your teacher, if you have their email, right? You know, if this is something that they would recommend. Yeah, and if
1: your uh, instructor has reached out to you. Um, Please just ask questions. There's yeah. there's nothing they haven't heard before right. about what to do. That's what um, like I remember a couple of years ago someone said, "Can I just bring my iPad? Would that be okay?" and I said, "Yeah, and that's probably not going to work best." You I mean, and this is before everyone was doing things on Google. I mean, these days I think you could start a really fine retrieval system uh-huh. on a Google spreadsheet, but um you know, I guess it, it really depends on what the expectation is so um yeah so also i like to advocate for um bringing notebooks and pencils and paper to take notes on and to keep track of stuff while a lot of people do like to take notes on laptops and that that can work really well really research shows that we remember best when we take notes by hand yeah um and there's some articles about that that i can link to in the show notes uh So, but, you know, you know yourself as a learner. Right. So if you know that laptop is the way that it's going to work for you, then you can do that. But, again, it, it all goes back to what the instructor, you know, Requires of you and expects right. you to do in that regard. Um,
0: I want to put out a little shout out to um, something that Alien Miracle and Katie Minici talked about in one, I can't, don't know remember which episode, but um, Alien talked about using a Rocket Book. Right. And I went ahead and ordered one thinking, all right, this sounds interesting because I am someone who likes to take notes on my laptop, but mm-hmm. I also agree with you that sometimes that doesn't help it stick in my brain. Mm-hmm. So Rocket Book is, it's a notebook that you write in, um, but it's erasable, so it's kind of almost like a dry erase but not really because the pens really bond to the paper so it's not like smearing and wiping but what ends up happening is then you use the the app for RocketBook to scan each page and there's a little qr code in the bottom well no it's not a qr code it's like a specialized code where you tell it where you want the pages to go whether it's so
1: you can send it to your google Google drive or or your iCloud or
0: wherever you want and there's multiple options you can send them to multiple places you can email them to yourself but the point i mean What it does is it really saves time in the scanning process, so you can just literally flip through the pages in the book and scan your notes really quickly, um, and they get to where you want them to go really quickly. Right. Um, I'll be honest, I've used it once or twice. I don't know that it's... Like completely changed my world. Mm-hmm. I think it'll come in handy, like when I'm in like a Saturday workshop or going to like a, a professional development where I want to where I do want to write a lot quickly. Um, it's not something I use every day, but if you're someone who's like me, who kind of likes the technology and you like to keep everything in a centralized place, like my Google Drive is where everything lives, but you still want to write by hand, mm-hmm. it might be worth checking out. Right. I want to say that they they kind of range from like thirty to forty dollars depending on the size you get. So they're they're reasonable reasonably priced. Right. So, anyways, just putting a shout-out for the rock book.
1: Yeah, and as far as, and this is probably mentioned in your required materials, but you'll want a tuning fork, and I'm sure, you know, any Kodai program is going to ask you, and they do mean a tuning fork, not... A um, app on your phone.
0: No, you no. need a real tuning fork.
1: But as far as apps on your phone go, yeah. here's something to think about: is uh, you probably want to have some kind of app that is like a metronome, mm-hmm. so that you can do that um, feature where you tap and you find out the what um, beats you're at right. for your tempo markings. Right. Because we encourage, for song analysis, we encourage that if you don't have in your printed resource, resource a specific tempo listed on our song analysis sheets at um, CKI, we ask people to write in the yeah. tempo. And so we say, sing it to yourself and tap and, and figure it figure it out. Right. Right. So that's very handy Yeah. Um, also, uh, a scanner that will turn... A picture into a PDF Mm -hmm. like I use tiny scan but there's lots of them out there Mm -hmm. where um, you can just take a picture turns it into a black and white or color PDF and then you'll have that and that's good to go because sometimes you'll find a resource that might be, be might belong to somebody else or maybe it belongs to an instructor and you want to take a picture of just this one page like oh, here's something from one of the Jill Trinka volumes that I wasn't required to buy, but I know I want to use this song, and uh-huh. so it's really handy to have that. Yeah. Um, so apps on your phone. Yeah. I would say a metronome. A scanner.
0: And maybe a piano app, depending on... uh, Well, this would be more of an iPad app than a phone app. So in Kodai levels, in part of your musicianship courses, you often have to do sing and plays where you're singing one part and you're playing another on the piano. And then you're expected to practice that as best as you can. And Mm -hmm. depending on your program and where you're staying, you might... You may or may not have access to a piano lab or a mm-hmm. practice lab. So even if you have a little keyboard that you can bring with you to your dorm room or your friend's house or wherever it is you're staying, if it doesn't annoy the living daylights out of them, having a keyboard might not be a bad idea.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: or like I said, if you have a, a larger iPad or full size or even the mini, having the actual, it's just the regular piano, I think it's called like Piano HD app, just a very simple piano yeah. app. That's hopefully free.
1: you'll be able to get into a practice room. Yeah,
0: hopefully you can, but mm-hmm. sometimes I don't know for me when I was Taking my level one or whatever Whenever it was Even though I had access to the piano lab Sometimes I wouldn't start my, my Solfege musicianship homework until I was back where I was And uh-huh. I didn't feel like walking back to the music room oh. So it was just more the convenience of Oh I need to practice this sing and play I'm going to do this for ten minutes and I don't have to leave Right. The convenience of my room Yeah. Or my jammy pants <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah so there yeah. you go. Um, okay, here's another question from um, Kate, Katie. Yeah. What is helpful to do during class to make sure the information sticks with us and is usable next year? This is a challenge. This There's is so huge. much coming at you. Yeah. Um, you know, something that I know Amy, who teaches level two at um, Colorado State University with us, uh, has done, and I want to do more of this year, is that she has videotaped in class like specific songs and games as they're going Mm -hmm. um, and put it in their drop box. So like I and um, actually all of all of the instructors that teach pedagogy at CSU, we set up drop boxes that we um, give out to our students. And in there is like all these materials that they need. But Amy started just not every single song, but she started videotaping them and then putting those clips in a folder for them. Yeah. So that's really helpful. And now this is kind of harkens back to a few episodes ago when we were talking about videotaping. Right. And like the benefits of it, but then not experiencing it. So, um, you know, you're in class, you have to participate. You, you can't do be it. like, okay, yeah. uh, you six do it. And the other six of us are going to stand over here with our phones. Right. Uh, that wouldn't work right. very well, which is why, um, I don't know of course talk to you and your instructor if if that would be a possibility. Right. Because I think that's really helpful to have that visual to go back to and that that video. Um, Another thing that people do after taking notes in class to make sure the information sticks is if you do handwrite things and you're able to have the time to do this and maybe it's something that you do during the weekend, like in between if you've got two weeks or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, is transferring your handwritten notes into like an online document
0: right that's it's, yeah i remember doing that after i took my levels was i went through and i retyped everything mm-hmm. and just the actual process of retyping it helped me remember yep. and then it made it easier for me to retrieve later and that
1: and i know that this uh, idea has uh, we've talked about this how it's been debunked or maybe we think that we don't have visual styles of learning or. Oral styles of learning are... And I I know that everyone's like a mixture of those. Right. But when I was studying for my master's and my comps and all of those things, the way that I retain information best is if I hear it. So, like, I would read my notes and record myself, and then I would wander around campus listening to me, like a podcast, um, talking about, like, reading my notes. Right. So that's much better for me to like really retain the information. Um, and also, but writing it down is very helpful as well. Um, and rewriting it and organizing it, organizing the information is really, you know, organizing the information so that you can retrieve it later in a way that makes sense to you is super valuable.
0: Right. Something that I know in this age of, you know, social media that, um, Some of the the classes, at least in Colorado, I'm sure it happens everywhere, is that particular group will make a a Facebook group that's Mm -hmm. just them, and it's a way that they can keep in touch throughout the school year, but that's a really great way to say, hey, remember that song that Tanya did with us about blah, 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 Mm -hmm. I can't find it in my notes, and then two minutes later, not even, you've got someone responding and saying, oh yeah, here it is, oh here, let me take a picture of it for you from my notes, so just keeping in touch with your cohort, and I think a Facebook group or some sort of something social media-ish like that to me is much better than just a big long email thread so if you can organize a Facebook group while you guys are all there Mm -hmm. and you're in your class I think that really helps
1: yes and then the next question what do you recommend doing after training to organize info and get ready for the social year or the sorry for the school year yeah um really piggybacks on to what we were just talking about. Just organize the information as you would use it best, and make sure you're plugging in those things. I think
0: that's a big thing. I mean, this is is the big thing, is don't be afraid to just go for it and try these things once Mm -hmm. you get back to school. I know I was guilty of this, You know, not sure if, oh, am I ready to try this? I feel like I need to absorb the information. But you know what? If you don't try things right away, it's not going to get necessarily better with time. You kind of just have to try it with your kids and see how it goes.
1: And as far as getting organized, I would err on the side of doing it in class um, over uh, really organizing it the whatever out of it, you know what I'm saying? So if it comes down to, okay, I only have so much time, I can get super duper organized with, you know, at what point of the year would I do this, that, and the other, you know, that can drive you crazy and that can be very time consuming. I say, get in there and plug things in right away as far as, even if it doesn't fit exactly what that class um, needs at that time, if it's just an experiential thing, You need to practice teaching, yeah, right, in this way if you're not accustomed to it, right? And that goes for or, yeah. And I'm not saying that your music class is turning into song and game and song and game and that is it, no, but you really do need to have a hands on experience of teaching it and understanding the process and what works for your students best, too, yeah, and how much you need to scaffold it and how accelerated you can go with it and you need practice
0: yeah so
1: you really just you have to get in there and do the thing and more than you'll organize be the thing
0: pleasantly surprised at how well your kids latch on to these things right. because these are tried and true things. Obviously, that's why we have the courses. Whether, yes. Again, whether it's Kodai or if whatever, these are tried and true activities being presented to you by master teachers who have actually done them in their classroom as well. And yes, all of our classrooms are different. Our kids are different. But most likely, most of the things that you try, they're going to go well. So mm-hmm. just go for it. And if something bombs, it bombs and life yeah. moves on.
1: Yeah, and this is something that I'm sure you'll talk about within if, if you're just embarking on like a first level of ORF yeah. or Kodai, I am, you know, this is something that your instructors will talk about or you'll talk about as a cohort is that, okay, now how do we launch, Yeah, right? And um, it's super helpful, like you said, with that Facebook group or with any kind of group that you have. Or maybe, you, you know, these days with all the technology stuff, like if I was starting over and if I was doing my levels now, I would love to have like a... Um, Uh, google hangout like once a month with my people and like touch base or some kind of thing where we just have to check in with each other totally then that would would be so much fun the other
0: thing i just want to say too and i think i get this gets talked about i'm sure in levels especially if you are taking a first level in whatever course you're doing is don't Then also feel like, okay, I've taken, I'm just going to go with Kodai as my example. I've taken my level one Kodai, so I've got all these really great resources for kind of kinder first grade is where, you know, level one really Mm -hmm. focuses on. Don't feel like now you have to throw everything out of the window for second through fifth or sixth Mm -hmm. and, and become a master Kodai teacher that very next year. I know for me that stressed me out because I was like, okay, I know what to do with kinder and first for the most part. But what do I do with all the other grades? Well, and it you really need the stressed me levels. out. And that's yeah. And of course, then if you get the other levels, you kind of round out the whole curriculum. But I remember that very first year after my level one, I am just that like person where okay, I want to go do it, and I want to go do it perfect. And right. obviously, you can't. And so just mm-hmm. give yourself some grace. You know, feel free to start weaving in some of those mm-hmm. quote unquote Kodai ish things. You know, with and, the older and most kids. And level one
1: instructors are going to give you some older beginner yeah, gems. Yeah,
0: you're not going to walk out with only... You and know, there are a utensils. lot of
1: older beginner materials totally. out there that you can find. But, yeah, yeah you'll drive yourself crazy if you yeah. try to codify it, like it up or Orph it up. Don't feel like you have to throw out levels. everything
0: that you mm-hmm. do because I'm sure there's some really wonderful things that you're already doing. So don't feel like that those things are less than right. just because you have these new ideas.
1: Yeah, and I think I, I can speak for... Um, I think most Kodai people would consider themselves what we call the type A personality. Right? Yes.
0: Yes. Um, where
1: we, we like the sequence and we like this order and the step-by-step process. And then we want to apply it to everything and we get really into planning and doing the long range planning and our scope and sequence and the lesson planning. And after you've done just one level, you kind of have to not Kodai the world. Yeah. You just, just, you know, see how it goes in kindergarten and first grade and you can like apply here and there with older grades, but you will just drive yourself crazy if you try to organize everything and think that, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like maybe I'm speaking out both sides of my mouth because on the one hand, yeah, you do want to apply these principles of whatever methodology that you really connect with. You want to apply these principles in all your classes, but on the other hand... You can't yeah. expect that you are going to rise to that challenge based on the amount that you've learned. There's so yeah, much there's to learn. There's
0: so much to learn, which is why it's multiple levels. This
1: is why. And this is why it is also supposed to be over three years. Yeah. Or if... And Kodai training. Yeah. And it's not supposed to be that, oh well, I'll do my um level one or uh, in Denver and then I'll do my level two or the same summer, two weeks later in Texas. Yeah, you I know, don't you, recommend that. I whatsoever. would never <laughs> recommend that you you know. You can't rush go the, get all that process.
0: Levels. You no. have to we've talked about this before. You've gotta let it steep, you've gotta live in it for a while yeah. and figure out what works.
1: Yes, developmentally you need that.
0: And then here's my other recommendation as far as implementing this in the school year is be sure you then also get involved with your local organization, mm-hmm. whether it's your local Kodai chapter, ORF chapter, whatever you've got. And even if you don't have one, I mean, you can still connect to the national organizations. So that would be AOSA mm-hmm. for the ORF Um Oak. Oak, thank you. My, <laughs> which I'm on the board yes. of, so you think I could say the name of. There are national organizations that have publications. There are Facebook mm-hmm. groups. There are lots of digital resources that you can get your hands on. But if you do have a local chapter, mm-hmm. they are going to be offering some Saturday workshops throughout the year. Go to those workshops. Go to
1: those workshops, Never yes.
0: think for a second, oh, well, I've already taken Kodai levels. I will not get new information there. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And I'm not saying that I can go to every Every single Saturday workshop, there have been some that I have missed because Mm -hmm. we all have other lives, so I understand the balance. But if you can go... Go because Mm -hmm. you're gonna get new songs and ideas and new gems. And it's never that there, I don't think there's ever been a workshop that I've ever went, well, that was a waste of my day Mm -hmm. or a waste of my money. Yeah. So keep in touch with those organizations and go to those in person workshops or your state music conferences, you know, wherever you can go to kind of get that in person professional development.
1: And how exciting it it is to look at it through a new lens, like with your new knowledge. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because maybe they
0: are doing a song in a game that you know a different. Version of and all of a sudden, oh well, here's this twist on it that's totally mm-hmm. different, or here's this ORF arrangement I can weave in with the song while half the class is doing the game. These kiddos are playing an instrumental, you know, an accompaniment. So, yeah, there's, there's just always so much stuff.
1: Never stop learning.
0: We skipped a question, Tanya. Oh, I just okay. Noticed. So, um, Katie also asked, is there reading of, or other preparation you recommend ahead of time? Oh, so what kind of, what well, kind that of depends. academic things? <laughs>
1: Again, it depends on your instructor and your program
0: and your personal background knowledge
1: and your personal background knowledge um I would say that if you're taking you know whatever level you're taking of whatever philosophy or methodology that there was something that probably drew you to that yeah right and there are there's lots of information that you can just educate yourself yeah and um, I would encourage you to watch videos of you know you know, it's it's also kind of a little, um, it's it's a little overwhelming because there's so much now, right? Yeah, right. And um, as we say often, is nothing's vetted, uh, so it's kind of hard to know. Well, whose 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 blog should I follow? Right. What whose video should I watch? Um, yeah. You know, well, I would say
0: go through those national organization go websites. Go through those national organizations websites. AOSA, yes. whatever, because there's going to be resources listed there that right. are Right,
1: and embedded. I know that AOSA, if you're a member, that you have at your fingertips, you have a library of videos. Yeah, I've heard and of And so those. if someone's video is on the AOSA watch that site. It's not, it's good stuff. Yeah. It's, it's representative of, you know, the people who are in charge of AOSA. Yeah. They have said, okay, this is something that is worth watching. This is what we want to represent our organization. And it's the same with Oak. Yeah. So if you see names on the Oak website that then you turn around and you see uh, them out on YouTube or blogs or whatever, then yeah, that's the stuff that you want to see. Totally, Repu- reputable people, not just going after anything that calls, that is called Orf or Kodai or Delcros. Um There's just there's just so much stuff to pick through. Yeah, so start with the organizations.
0: This might sound just kind of silly and cheesy, but I would say any. You know, book that you're required to buy from Mm -hmm. your instructor once you get those books coming in the mail or wherever you get them from Look at them? Well, (laughs) maybe just read the introduction or introductory chapter to each one of those because I know a lot of times the purpose of those books is not for you to read them cover to cover You're Mm going to either be reading a certain chapter or if it's like a song collection book you're using it to find songs, but taking the time to read those ahead of time because you might not be required to do it during the class, and mm-hmm. you might not have time to do it during the class, but just reading an introduction to each one of those books, sometimes in the introduction, it kind of gives you a guide of how to use those books, yeah. and so there are times where after a course, or after I've been using a book for a while, I go back and I've read the introduction and gone, huh, that might have been good to know ahead of time. So I know it sounds silly,
1: and maybe a little. Well, at the very least, just looking through the table of contents yeah, can be and very just helpful.
0: know what to expect from those resources. So when you're actually ready to put your hands on them and use them, you can find things quicker.
1: At Colorado State University, I actually have uh, the people coming in for level one read a couple chapters from the Kodai Context Mm -hmm. uh, by Lois Choksi, and they write a very brief just reaction to it, you know, a reflection paper. Yeah. Um, And that's twofold. That is for them to really start like thinking about some of these big bigger philosophical issues about music education and Kodai and, and how they feel about it. Mm-hmm. But it also gives me an insight into where they're coming from, why they've chosen to take the course and what they are looking to really hone in on, right? Yeah. I mean it doesn't it, it does influence some of my instruction if I know for example I've got a lot of people who are secondary choral. Right. Coming at me. Yeah. Then that's gonna change some of the materials that we really focus on. Totally. But um it's always a good thing when you have those required Materials is to peruse them, look through them. You don't have to Hermione Granger it and, like, you know, mem- memorize it all. Right. Before you get there. But <laughs> you do want to look at it. Right. Well,
0: and maybe, again, whether it's Kodai, or Del Crows, Gordon, taking a moment to just go through the biography of mm-hmm. these people and just kind of have a basic understanding of who they were as a person. Yeah. So it's not just the methodology, but it's also understanding how that methodology came to be, what were the cultural influences going on, in that particular country at that time, mm-hmm. and beside, you know, the the person kodai or who were some of the the educational people who were right there along with them, who mm-hmm. helped develop that methodology. Right, and that
1: can be very helpful when you're sitting in your courses and you hear like you start to hear these Keetman names, names yeah. thrown around, right, and like Jill Trinka's name, and yeah, like. It's good
0: to know kind of some of those Her main key players. and all that. Like yeah. it's
1: it is helpful. To Again, know all don't
0: that. you know? Pour over hours and hours and hours of research, but even just a quick, you know, historical biography of who, whatever methodology you are going into, yeah, be helpful. And
1: along the same line, and this is not a question uh, directly from that, but it was from um, someone else about preparation uh, for the musicianship. Yes, this was from Sarita
0: on Facebook, wrote us a message about, yeah, she was talking specifically about ORF, but I think this can apply to either one. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, go for it. Oh,
1: okay. (laughs) Uh, And it comes up, like, what should I do to prepare musicianship-wise? Yeah. Well, I would say that at least for, in the ORF world, right, you want to make sure that you are comfortable um, moving. Yeah. Um, you you want to wear like non-constricting clothes right, for sure. Right, um, You might want to make sure that you're comfortable with some very basic recorder playing, mm-hmm. um, singing, and this definitely goes for Kodai. Uh, hopefully, as a music teacher or someone who's going into music education, you're singing in tune, right? Yeah. 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 Um, so, if you've gone through music school, you've you've got those skills that you are gonna count on when you're right. going through any of this training. The whole idea behind the Kodai musicianship classes is that it's for you as a musician, not for you, the educator. Right. And so it is supposed to challenge you. Yes. So, you know, if you um, are a pianist who is not comfortable singing, for example, then, like, you might want to just start singing some, some melodies just, mm-hmm. just to kind of get in the groove. If you are not as familiar with... Kerwin hand signs that go along with the solfege Mm -hmm. you might want to make sure well you do want to make sure that you know those that that if someone's like throws a melody at you that you can hand sign it right right?
0: and yeah just solfege in general because I know a lot of university programs you sing on numbers for example Mm -hmm. so if you're not as familiar with just singing with solfege and it's probably good to know ahead of time that Kodai and Orff are going to focus on movable dough mm-hmm. but depending on if you're doing a doll crows course yeah. doll crows is typically fixed dough yeah so depending on what you've come from in your undergrad or whatever training course, and what you're about at, gordon do we know gordon is solfege and i believe movable dough okay. i'm sorry gordon people if that's not correct but based on my limited knowledge yes. i'm almost positive it's movable dough so right. really Doll crows is I, the only one that i know I, is fixed yeah. dough so maybe just you know taking a moment to you know take a song you know really well, Twinkle, Twinkle, Mary Had a Little Lamb, and just singing on solfege a few yeah. times, and
1: maybe with hand signs. <laughs> Joe Kirk not. talked about um, practicing by singing license uh, plates as she was driving to and from her training.
0: How? What do you mean singing license plates? Like
1: transferring the numbers on license plates to um, solfege. Oh, yeah.
0: That, that sounds maybe more complicated than I would be ready to <laughs> tackle. Um, I'm just thinking more like, hey, take a song on the radio. And I mean, I find myself sure, doing that sure. now. You'll definitely find yourself doing that after mm-hmm. um, you've taken any sort of musicianship classes. You'll find yourself solfessing everything. Right. It's like a party game. It's it so is a party fun. game. Oh, but so yeah, nice. I mean, don't, I would say don't stress because just know that your instructors know people are coming at it from all different levels. Yes. And it depends on if you're a vocal. Or an instrumentalist, and again, what undergrad program did you go to? How did how was your ear training course there? Because some universities focus on that more than others. Mm -hmm. So don't stress; just do the best you can. But yeah, just brushing up on a little bit of of solfege and hand signing is probably not a bad idea. No, that's great. All right. Oh, and Katie had one more question that I wanted to make sure that we address. <laughs> she wanted to know recommendations for cooking meals in a dorm with a kitchenette because when's the last time we had to do that? Yeah. Undergrad, I'm sure. Yeah. I will say I was lucky that I was able to stay with parents of a of a colleague of mine who actually cooked dinner for me while I was taking Yay. my Kodai course. They were the sweetest, sweetest people and I'm so thankful. But I did find... Um, uh, on my Facebook feed, I stumbled across this video recently from that Tasty site on Facebook, and it was like 34 or 24, I don't know, um, meals you can cook in your in your dorm microwave. So we'll be
1: sure to link to we that. We will link that. Yeah, and there's a, I was telling Carrie, there's like another video of like meals you can make in a coffee pot. Yeah. Which is a little gross, but right. You know, depending on you know how you but, want to repurpose that coffee pot.
0: Honestly, this does bring up the serious topic of self-care. Yes. Because during a Levels program, I could definitely say this for Kodai and I'm I'm sure it's true for all of them, but I think from what I hear from my friends who have taken multiple Levels courses, more so with Kodai, the homework load, the workload, it's it's a lot. And mm-hmm. I don't want to scare people away, but it's also good to just know before you go into it that you need to make sure that you are eating well that you're drinking lots of water that you're sleeping as much as you can knowing there might be some late nights here and there Mm -hmm. but just make sure that you are you know trying to put aside anything else that's going on in your life at that time
1: yeah yeah Um, when I was doing my levels I was dating my husband we were not married um and he was very helpful and I really told him after the first few days, because it took me a while to go, hey, wait a minute. Uh, there's a lot of, I mean, yeah, it was it was becoming evident that I was going to be spending the weekend not doing anything with him. Right. And so you might want to tell the people around you, your family, um, if you're a mother, especially. <laughs> yeah. I'm so thankful that I finished my levels before I had any children. Right. Um, that... If you can make other arrangements, um, if there are things that people depend on you for. Yes. And if it's at all possible for you to make meals ahead of time, for yes. example, for yourself. Yeah. Because um, I don't want to, I'm not going to be sexist here and say that, you know, husbands can't or won't right. cook or take care of uh, their own children because, right. you know, they should be doing that. Right. But you want to front load all of this stuff as much as possible. Yeah. And Um, me as just a instructor, I have to do this too, because I'm grading all these things. Yes, it's true. Or I'm grading (laughs) much of this. I'm very lucky that I have some assistance. Um, yeah. And so I want to make sure that I know ahead of time that I'm going to be eating such and such for lunch, like every day. And I make things ahead of time and I make sure that I don't need to like, I don't know, run out of have to go buy more shampoo and conditioner in the middle of the week. Like right. I know, all these little things, they do make a difference. And I schedule my exercise in a way that I think I'm going to be able to do. And I, I try to make yeah. sure I get to bed at a reasonable hour. If I'm not like up late grading stuff and, um, right. You, you just have to,
0: but all those extra things, like don't schedule your oil change for that week. And right. you know, like and your hair really, appointment, be realistic.
1: And... Um, yeah, um, I have after teaching for a few years, at Colorado State I have seen people who are really um, determined to take on a lot more than really anybody should right don't don't um keep up a waitressing job. Yeah. For example. Try yeah. You not that clear, I've ever had that specifically. Should, but right. but no, you should clear you, your schedule. Clear your schedule. Don't think that you're gonna work an extra a, a five hour shift every day after class. Yeah. And I think that would go for or for Kodai or dog crow's. Yeah. I mean you're it's it's gonna be taxing mentally right. and physically. Um if your great uncle died and you need to go to the funeral over the weekend, maybe now's not the time. Like You know, take care of yourself. Right. Um, If something has come up that, like, there's a family reunion and it's going to make you leave town and... Cut class thirty minutes early. I mean, maybe that's not the best time for you to be taking this level.
0: Right. Well, and yeah, just be aware that I mean, most levels courses traditionally are two weeks, sometimes two and a half, mm-hmm. and oftentimes there really isn't an opportunity to miss even thirty minutes of class. It might no. jeopardize whether or not you even get your certification.
1: I know at at Colorado State University, it's it's been a, a
0: <laughs> yeah, every... it's it's been
1: a very heavy topic. Well, yeah, because but...
0: every I mean. You're getting a, a you large amount misclass. of credits if you're yeah. doing this for credit. And your certification, I know, I mean, from OAKE, any Oak Endorsed program, there's a required amount of hours that mm-hmm. students have to be in each subject area yep. you know and so if you're missing any of those things you're jeopardizing whether or not you're able to get your certificate so again not to be scary but just to be 100 percent realistic that this is this needs to really take a huge priority in your life for that amount of time you're paying right. the money yeah you want to get as
1: much out of you're it you're doing you
0: can. the thing so yes. you know let your family and friends know this is what i'm doing this is right. this is i'm taking these two weeks or two and a half weeks for me to, to be the teacher that I think that I should be for my students yes. and I, I need to do this. It's
1: a big investment, but yeah. not just with you showing up and paying the money. Right. That's not going to just magically make you into a better educator. you got to do the work yeah. and um, don't camp.
0: <laughs> yeah uh, just be 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 staying in a stable place yes. and close i mean again because of where the colorado kodai institute is located it's in fort collins which is an hour away from denver mm-hmm. so a lot of people think oh well i'll just commute yeah i tried no. that yeah and oh, you my realize gosh. what after two days well this i think it was happen.
1: like day four and i was i i just came to the real i was so tired From the commute, and I just came to. And it's only in the morning; it's only like an hour and a half. But in the afternoon, it's at least two hours. Well, and that's what right. So that's what just it just beats you down. But even if it just been an hour back and forth, yeah. Um, you know, I don't. You have homework to do. You have homework to do, and I thought, well, this would be a great way for me to decompress, right? No, No. you have to just being stuck in traffic is not a good way (laughs) for me to decompress. So after like day four. I really, and I should have just ahead of time, whatever, I didn't know what I was doing. But I found a hotel like off the highway, really close to the university, and I checked myself in and like grabbed, I don't know, like a Wendy's (sighs) dinner, and I just sat for like a good five hours yeah. that I needed to get some stuff done to and get I did some practicing up. and get caught up. Yeah. And I was like, I can't talk to anybody. Right. I don't want anybody near me. I just need like these frogs. And happening. this song <laughs> analysis and my frosty
0: and my friends. And it was
1: the best thing I could have done. Yeah. And then um over the weekend I did the same thing, like we're at home. Yeah. I just cleared out my office area and I'm like don't come in here. I'll see, I'll say hi to you when I need to, and I'm gonna, you'll see me when I need food, and when I need to go to the bathroom.
0: And you will cook for me. Yeah, well,
1: and it's helpful to have someone cook for you. So, like, I did stay in the dorm. Yeah. For level two and level three, and um, I had a meal plan.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of them, well, again, it depends on the make friends but yeah um early split an airbnb if you can i Mm -hmm. mean see these are options that weren't available to us when we were taking our levels but yeah
1: definitely stay close take care of yourself rely on your classmates rely on the cohort because the sooner you get to know those people and bond with them and you can start practicing with them bouncing ideas off of each other clarifying information yeah all that stuff. Yeah. Having a midnight cry as you can say. You know, I was
0: about to say that. <laughs> just also know, again, I feel like we're being maybe scary, but there might be a point where you kind of break down a little bit. Or a and couple. And that's, that, that's okay. I cried a few times during COVID, oh And gosh. sometimes... Sometimes happy tears. tears. I mean, yeah. like, I was just so, like, emotionally, like, loving this. This is mm-hmm. so great. Sometimes tears of frustration. Yeah. Sometimes just tears of exhaustion. Well, yeah. But, you know, I, I, there was never a second in my life that I would look back on all of that work that I did and those feelings and say it wasn't worth it. Right. It was, it, Embrace
1: your growth mindset. Yes.
0: And I mean, I can truly say without any sense of cheesiness, although it's going to sound cheesy, that it changed me as an educator, and it changed me as a musician, but it changed me as a person, too. Totally. I really, really feel that way. Yes. So again, no matter what training program you're in, just really invest your time and your your emotions and your energy into Mm -hmm. it, because you'll come out of it on the other side. Go all in. Better,
1: for sure. Right.
0: So now it's time for our work smarter not harder teacher tip end of the year edition yeah what you got Tanya?
1: well um, I was gonna talk about like cleaning up at the end of the year and when you're putting all your stuff away that um, something I've been doing that I should have started doing a while ago um, was I've been using the notes app on my iPhone and whatever kind of phone you have you probably have some kind of notes app right and I've been making myself a little list of all of the, like, miscellaneous, uncategorized stuff that I want to make sure I remember where I put it. Oh, yeah. Because, I, you know, you, you get so much stuff in your room, and you're like, okay, I use these beat strips, like, all the time. These This specific pile of beet strips. Like. Right. So I just make a little note that, like... Um, those are in cabinet 11 on the third shelf oh, right nice so and and it's not super organized because it's all miscellaneous stuff right, right? I mean I, I still need to work on my organization of my manipulatives but there are some things that yeah. are manipulatives for example the bee strips yeah that are not gonna be like put away and only used in April like I use those things all the time right. and I have had years where I come back and I'm like huh where are the velcro um stri- stripes that i put on my floor right. for my floor staff Those like major things Like so that's something that i said at the beginning of the year i have to take off at the end of the year and then where did i put them right right so i say use the notes yeah the notes app because i did this past august when i was setting up my music room it was so great to go that's back awesome. to my little note that i had made in may and go oh yeah okay my velcro things for my um, floor staff, they're here. And yeah, yeah.
0: I wonder if taking pictures too would be a good Taking
1: pictures would be great to do it. if I, you can kind of decipher that,
0: what your pictures are. You have of. to
1: be uh, disciplined on when you take those pictures right away, you got to throw them in some kind of file yeah. and not let them get lost in your big old <laughs> right. stream of yeah. stuff. Yeah,
0: But if you're very into the pictures and organizing them in folders, that would yeah. be a good thing.
1: Yeah, you could have like some Google folders through yeah. the pictures in. Huh, and... good yeah. idea. There you go. now we have a coda section where we will each share a professional or personal recommendation about something we've been enjoying inside or outside the music room okay okay so are you going first Carrie yeah okay and tell I'm us. gonna talk
0: about what I did on the last day of school and it, there's a recommendation there so the last <laughs> day of school was just uh, a half day um where the kids only had 30 minutes of specials and the plan the tradition is the our teacher and the PE teacher and myself, we each get a class for a half hour, but who wants to teach on the last day of school? So we take them outside and we just basically give them an extra recess, right? Yeah, okay. Well, it was really crummy weather on the of last course, day of school. Yeah. So I said, hey, let's do a dance party in the gym. So here for is like my recommendation. Minutes? Yeah, but How'd I tell go? you what. Well, I'll tell you. Okay. So I brought we brought him in and we sat him down. And I mean, that just takes a couple minutes in itself. <laughs> and then I very slowly talked about expectations and rules like, "Hey, even though we're in the gym, we're not just going to start running and tagging each other." Like we're actually going to have a dance party and if you don't want to dance that's fine but you can't run around and tag you just have to like you just hang out and the stand like on awkward... the side of the room right. and
1: slump this is good practice for middle school kids exactly yeah. but i
0: have to say i was you know i was very happy because it was kind of happened at every grade level in a different way, but like everyone kind of awkwardly stood there for a couple seconds, and then like a group of kids would start dancing, and then more kids would start dancing, and then some kids would join in and out. But what I am recommending specifically is okay. a, is a playlist on Spotify. If you don't have Spotify, you should get Spotify first of all. But um, Katie Wonderly of um oh no, I want to make sure I get her like handle whatever mrs. wonderly mrs wonderly's music Yes. Yeah. okay um she has some really great playlists that she has public on spotify that you can find so now if you... you find public playlists right. i have not been good at this so i'm looking at this on my phone and right there in the middle on the bottom is a search well i
1: know about the search right but... so
0: if you put in elementary dance jams It's going to pop up. Oh. So look, search for elementary dance jams. And once you find that, you'll see she has another one called elementary assembly jams. I mean, I think she has a couple. But elementary dance jams are things that, you know, you know are not going to have bad words in them. And she has a good combination of things that are newer, things that are
1: older. There's some
0: kid's pop stuff on there. And yeah, it's It's cheesy poppy
1: kids dance music, but... Oh, and if you tap on Katie's little profile, you get the whole... Yeah. So she has taken
0: the time to put together this playlist, and I tell you, for a last-minute thrown-together dance party in the gym, I was very, very appreciative. I will say, the only song that's not on here... Um, that she should add, if you're listening, Katie, is that horrible. Stop it. I don't want to hear it anymore. But no. it, it's the Old Town so, Road song. Stop. Just no. because I tell you, every grade, first grade through fifth, we didn't have our sixth graders because they had already, quote, unquote, graduated, uh-huh. whatever. Every grade, uh, some kid had come up to me and said, can you play Old Town Road? It's like it's the no. newest no, thing. No, I can't. It's bad, but you know, it's the last day of school. You gotta give the kids a little something fun. They can, but not if I have to listen to that. I know. (laughs) You have to get over it, Tanya. It's for the kids. So anyways, what I'm officially recommending is elementary dance jams playlist if you just search for it in spotify you will see it and thank you katie wonderly for putting together this playlist because i'm just perusing it
1: right
0: now it it, is long and so yeah and then we did 30 minutes of dancing i mean really again by the time they came in we went over some rules and then we had to end a little early to line them up they were really truly having a dance party for like a good 25 minutes and no one got hurt no no lots of requests for water but our, our gym <laughs> has a drinking fountain right there in the gym. So How we didn't handy. even have to send him in the hall. It was fabulous. That's great. So anyways, that's my recommendation. Okay. Oh, and just a little side note to go with it. I got um, a projector in my laptop because there's a screen, you know, in the gym for that. And I found on YouTube, we can link to this too, even though it's so silly. I found a 30-minute a video of a, of a disco ball. Oh, so we turn out the lights in the gym, which is a little scary at first. But because of the light from the from the hallway and the outside door, and then this disco ball projected, <laughs> they we could see them okay. And I think that helped. If the yeah. lights were on, I think they would have felt a little bit more on the spot. But right. turning out the lights and giving some mood lighting, yes, it really. Helped. I've
1: done um little dance parties. Uh, where I've used the techno light show, there's like lots of YouTube yeah, channels. It's there like, three are three hours of techno yeah. lights for your dance party. This one, I think it was even
0: like soothing, relaxing disco ball, which I was like, that's kind of a weird thing to call it, but it's true because it wasn't like strobe lights. So okay. it was, it so was it's nice. Like
1: rotating it was snow
0: rotating disco ball.
1: That's mesmerizing. Anyways,
0: we had a blast, that's and cool. I, I think I liked that even better than going outside. To be honest. Okay. I was tired at the end of the day though, because I was dancing with the kids. I was doing the all those silly little Fortnite dances.
1: Oh no. Oh yeah. Yeah.
0: I was doing it. I was okay. ready. <laughs> all right, Tanya. <laughs> I bet your recommendation is totally different than I'm mine. I'm sorry.
1: I'm such a killjoy with the.
0: Uh, you are not old loving the town old town road. road.
1: I can't even believe that we like mentioned it like more than once. Um, I'm It's sorry. just not my cup of tea. I do. <laughs> I. I like a lot of different music, and I just can't. With it's the, not
0: your favorite. No,
1: no, but I will tell you, I've, I've built up a resistance to Billy Ray Cyrus from a very, you know, the very first time I heard the oh, A breaky, breaky Heart. I was that like, was wrong. Is rough. this a joke? This has to be a comedy routine. And ever since then, I'm just like, mm, yeah, not my favorite, not my thing. All right, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna recommend a podcast because you know, surprise, surprise. Uh, and it's called Song Exploder. And I know a lot of people probably already listen to Song Exploder. It's one of my very favorite things because they'll take a song. Like Old Town Road? No, not like that at <laughs> all, actually. Not that. I'm sorry, I can't stop Because that would be a 10-second Song Exploder. I'm It'd sorry. It'd be like, well, I'm we done. wanted to make some bucks, and we knew that, you know, whatever. Um, I'll leave you alone now, I promise. <laughs> song Exploder <laughs> talks to artists... Uh, about specific songs, and they just deconstruct. Cool. Um, you know the song. Okay. Uh, so there's you know how many episodes? Uh, 159. The last wow. one was on the mountain ghost. And I will say that the songs in Song Exploder are really, they are like geared towards like my favorite genre, which is. I don't know what you'd call it, like indie, Gen X indie rock. I I don't think we'd even call it that. But um, uh, well, there's a lot of there's a lot of different things going on. There's Yo Yo Ma's on here, Cat Power, Blood Orange, the Decemberus, whom I adore, 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 uh-huh. Nico Case, Yola Tango, you know, this kind of thing. But I would like to specifically recommend because I was looking for uh, in the car we were listening. Me and my family to episode one hundred and fifty, Fleetwood Mac, and oh. um, Lindsey Buckingham mm-hmm. talks about "Go Your Own Way," and he talks about you know all the layers of the instruments and the lyrics and all of that. And this is the reason I'm recommending that episode specifically is because I think most people know that song. Yeah. it means so much more when you actually really know the song. Oh yeah, right. Cool. But um, it's just it's just so much fun um song exploder you know you can find it wherever you get the the podcasts and uh peruse and find songs that maybe you really love and want to hear all about cool yeah okay i just need to add something (laughs) (laughs) i just
0: read the lyrics To Old Town Road. Katie, don't add Old Town Road to your playlist because there's some questionable lyrics in that song. I'm sure they'll
1: come up with a Kid Bop version any day now. Well,
0: once they come out with the Kid's Bops version, then you can add that one. But (laughs) don't add the original because that's not good for kids. Sorry, I retract my statement. Okay.
1: We've reached the double bar line. Thank you for listening to Music Teacher Coffee Talk. Show notes can be found at Teaching Music, Tanya's Kodai Aspiring Blog. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram. Just look for Music Teacher Coffee Talk.
0: If you enjoyed this show, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving us a review on iTunes to help others find this podcast. In our next episode, we are going to be starting our summer book club. Yay, summer
1: book club. Yeah,
0: and this year we are reading Teaching for Musical Understanding, the third edition by Jackie Wiggins. Yes. So for our next episode, which we're hoping to drop around the second week of June, you know, it's summer, so we can't be too tied down to our our dates, but around there, we are going to be reading chapters one through four. So that takes you to page, oh, I just had it, I think 56, yes, Page up to page 56 in the book. Yes. So if you'd like to read along with us and be part of our, you know, online discussions, um, go ahead and grab your copy of the book if you hadn't already and start
1: reading chapters one through four. And look for that episode around June 9th.
0: Yes, more or less. More or less. So until next time, this is Carrie.
1: And this is Tanya wishing you happy musicing.